The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geekshowpodcast.com, welcome to a brand new episode. Name of the episode is Tenet Turd. And I'm happy to report that the uh, episode is, uh, well, there's the good news and the bad news. The good news is it's 99% politics free. And the bad news is Jay couldn't make it, but he was celebrating uh, an an achievement. I'll let let him tell you about it, but uh, he couldn't be here with us. But everybody else was here. And um, we're, we, were, we had a good time, uh, so we hope you do too. And thank you again for listening to this free podcast. This podcast will remain free as long as possible. And uh, we want to thank our sponsors for that. Of course, uh, you know, if you want more of Geek Show Podcast, uh, we put stuff up on Patreon all the time, at least a couple of times a week or at least once a week. And it's very affordable. I mean, most Patreons are crazy priced. Ours, tree fitty. That's it. Yeah. And we appreciate those of you who have stayed with us in these quarantine times. Uh, but uh, it's very easy to get to our link. It is uh, geekshowgotthiscovered.com. Takes you right to our Patreon. You can sign up and uh, take a look at uh, our videos. And, and again, thank you for liking my my booberry video. Uh, but yes, this uh, podcast will remain free as long as possible. Thanks to our fine, fine sponsors like Dr. Volt's Comet Connection. Uh, of course, they've got their 30th anniversary happening in their big sale, 16th through the 31st of October. Information on that coming up later in the show. The hold service is free, and with that, you get a 10% discount on all of your purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. It's Dr. Volt's Comet Connection. Also, uh, fine sponsors, Haster Games. Uh, they are uh, having a big old sale, their full sales. Uh, it's still in full effect right now until October 18th, it looks like. Uh, it is uh, Asmo Day, maker of uh, all kinds of great games, are having a uh, buy two games, get one free offer at Haster Games until the 18th of this month. So 15 different games from Asmo Day's catalog, some of the biggest board games ever. All the details are at hastergames.com, or better yet, go and see them. They are locally owned and operated, 6831 South State Street in Salt Lake City. All right, let's get to this episode. It's Tenet Turd. Please to enjoy. And welcome back to the basements, bedrooms, boudoirs, bodegas, wherever Looks it is you like are. Looks like we made it. Oh, I get to be there. the bodega this week. Are you the bodega this week? Yeah. I love I'm not, a good bodega. I'm not the boy cave anymore. There is a Twitter. What? I'm going to recommend this. There is a Twitter account that I follow that I love called Bodega Cats. I love the Bodega Cats account. You know account. what I'm talking about. Yes. It's just pictures of cats in bodegas from across the nation. Because uh, for some it. reason, there are cats in bodegas. Yeah, they catch the rats. <laughs> yeah. And they, uh, they're just like sleeping in the corn chips and things like that. <laughs> I so it's adorable. Much. Anyway, she loves bodega cats as much as I do. She's Rebecca Frost. Uh, listen, crazy cat lady here. Not mm-hmm. sorry. <laughs> Not sorry. Oh, beans. I had something I want to talk about oh, during this beans. part. I can't remember what it was, though. You'll remember. Well, if you remember. We're yeah, here for we'll a few see. minutes, so. We'll see. Don't worry about it. Uh, he's no longer the boy cave. He's <laughs> the man cave. I never liked that term because to me, a man cave is something completely different. Um, it's uh, it's quad T to tall Tony. 
What's well, a man cave to you? Buttholes. Shannon said buttholes. Do only men have buttholes? <laughs> well, no, there's women caves too. Is, is this something we want to get into? <laughs> no. He doesn't think this is something we should get into. He's quad T. Hey, no, Carrie. Carrie said we can't talk about buttholes before the show. No buttholes. No buttholes <laughs> no. today. Check me out on Twitter at Quad T Tony or on the Gadget Spot. All right, thank you. If, uh, he he knew it was a butthole. He's Shannon yeah. Burnson. <laughs> if Carrie says he wants to go spelunking, look out. You <laughs> 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 spelunk your man, Carrie. Hey, Shannon, want to go spelunking? No. <laughs> no, Carrie. <laughs> Just sitting here enjoying my Arby's sandwich. Oh, delicious. Yeah. Jealous. I uh, lived another year. That's you mean, Congratulations. You mean week. You mean week, right? No, well, he had I mean, a birthday. I, I had a birthday this week. Oh, I thought, we, I thought we counted down every week till we made sure that we all had proof of life of each other. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Feels like a year, some of these weeks. <laughs> oh, my God. This week was the longest week. Uh, Amen. Amen. Um, birthday miracles for me. Yes. So I ordered... Uh, the baby Yoda, animatronic baby Yoda, I think last mm-hmm. November. Mm-hmm. It's, been, it's been a minute. And it was supposed to come in December. They announced during Hasbro Con last last week that, surprise, if you ordered it, it's coming early. Oh, yum. And it came on my birthday. Oh, that's nice. Wow. And, you, and you guys saw it. Uh-huh. And it's the most amazing toy I've ever owned. <laughs> that is high praise. And um, I'm going to oh, review because, it. Because he's owned the the Hulk riding the the four wheeler. Oh yeah, I mean, goddamn, kicks you know, its ass. Yeah, because the Hulk would need that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, well, Hulk likes to have fun too. You sure. also had Jackhammer Hulk. That's true. That was I a remember. Great toy. That I was do. A good toy. Uh, but uh, I'll be reviewing that for Patreon and a couple other cool toys. And uh, yeah, the 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 short the shorthand address to get there. It used to be I'd have to spell it all out for you, but uh, our attorney, Mike, made a link that is so much easier, and it's geekshowgotthiscovered.com. Oh, what a guy. Thanks, Mike. Get and, your uh, right there. Smart. And then the other thing that happened is Nathaniel Rateliff had a uh, live stream concert on my birthday, really? too. Oh, fun. Oh. So I got to nice. watch that and uh, had lobster rolls for freshies. Ooh. And uh, Jen made... <laughs> Jed made bananas foster. <laughs> oh, how, did, how, how did that turn out? Was it good? It was pretty goddamn good. Nice. I was like, but it was funny. She was, I was drunk, and she's like, "What do you want for dessert for your uh, birthday?" And I was like, just out of the blue, banana fosters. Banana foster. <laughs> <laughs> Never had it before. Didn't even really know what it was. It's flaming bananas. Didn't even know what it was. It's like it's like caramelized bananas on fire. Delicious. And ice cream. Yeah, vanilla ice cream, butter, ice cream. brown sugar, yep. cinnamon, dark rum, and banana liqueur. Yeah. Oh. Well, look at Rebecca with Except the recipe right there. There is no banana liqueur in Utah. I believe what? it. There used to be 99 bananas. Yeah, I remember that. that. She said she went everywhere, and the only one that had it was in Murray. Wow. Okay. So it does That exist. Murray liquor store? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I hate that liquor store so much. It's bad. <laughs> it's a disaster. It's so bad. All right. Uh, he hates that liquor store so much. He does. He's Lee George Cade. I really do. You know, there's other things you can't get in Utah right now. Isopropyl alcohol is really hard to come yeah, by. Yeah, Dollar Tree. Um, Dollar Tree. Okay, oh, good. so apparently Dollar Tree. Because we, we had Dollar Tree some. ISO. Like yeah, last week. I had to week. order it. 
if you need a um, terracotta uh, planter holder for a 12-inch pot, those are also impossible to find in the state of Utah. I thought and, you were going to say terracotta uh, soldier. If you need a terracotta impossible soldier. Now, there's only one place that you can find a terracotta soldier in the state of Utah, but unfortunately those are cursed. Oh, <laughs> So you don't want to take those. Yeah. So you I don't, don't want, want to go anywhere near those. Yep. But or the good news I. here, Star Wars Squadron's even for an old pre-arthritic man who can't play video games is definitely a lot of fun. I explode okay. a lot. But <laughs> I want I want your complete in, review coming up, all right? It's coming up. All right. As they say in the game, Echo 5 standing by. Uh, oh. When you, you say know, you explode a lot, what is that in reference to? Tony, the, you're horny today. What's going what? on, Tony? Uh, it's the Do not make the, a man um, cave joke here. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's my act of flying into things. So like the oh, okay. the ships, their their windshields crack as you get damaged, and I've actually seen firsthand what it looks like when an X-wing fighter loses like seventy percent of its windshield. Okay. Explosive decompression. I, I want all. Oh of no, this. I just scream a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I want all of this later with our game uh, review. He's it's... trying desperately to host the show. It's Carrie Jackson. <laughs> Carrie Jackson. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10. Still in my basement for the foreseeable future. No end in sight is Forever. my common oh, no. answer. Yeah. Uh, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, x96.com. Did hey. you see it was Newsweek? They put out an article talking about what is most likely happening to movie theaters. No, what? No, what's this? Uh, Tenet was a test. Tenet well, let me exploded. Tell you, it, it failed. Tenet was... Uh, Tenet light was him up, Tony! If Tenet yes. failed, Tenet all was, the tests is poop. Tenet was dead big on old, arrival. Big old dookie. Everything. James Bond, everything's moved to May 2021. Mm-hmm. And the movie theaters that reopened early on the hopes of steady releases from the theaters are going, well, what are we going to do? Play Beetlejuice again? Because that's what Century Theater is doing here in Utah. I mean, great. Yeah. I love Beetlejuice. I'll watch that, on the, but I'm not going to a theater. So, so It's a lot better than Tenet, that's for sure. Yeah, so oh, yes, get him, get him, get him. <laughs> that's the thing. I wonder if the experiment would have been different if, it, if a movie would have gotten good reviews. If the movie they released, you know, say The Bond or Black Widow. If all, it the Transformers gotten, movies, all the yeah, Transformers movies suck. Yeah, but I don't think WB, I don't think that they want to take that gamble on releasing a movie like Black Widow or Wonder Woman and because they know it. They yeah. know how popular it's going to be. If, they don't want to be their studio responsible for a super spreading event. Yeah, if and if they if they wait, they're guaranteed. It's, those movies, if they wait for the right time, they're guaranteed to be billion-dollar movies. You know what yep. I mean? Because yeah. everyone will be excited to go back when it's all available. But if so they put saying, them out now, they're going to end up with a tenant turd. That's saying it's not as, not as turdy as a tenant. Right. Hang on, Could I'm changing be, the name of the title of the episode. Turdy tenant? Tenant turd. Ten, Could tenant be turd. a death blow to the theater industry because there was a lot of money that went into reopening when they did, and now they are most likely going to have to close back up because there's I'm, nothing coming out. Well, I did read a story about how the uh, the uh, entertainment, uh, you know, Hollywood in general, is trying to uh, lobby Congress to get some money for help. But uh, I'm sure the Senate will allow that. Sure. <laughs> push sounds it through. Like, push it through. ACB like, and movie theaters. We got this. Sounds <laughs> like I need to buy a bigger TV. Uh, I was going to say, I, movie I guess theaters I'm, close. I guess I'm pretty glad I got a 60-inch TV sitting in the back of my Amen. car. Amen. Yeah. So I'm happy Rachel. with happy with mine. Yep. We got a 52-inch. I'm like, once we get that up to 120, I'll never leave the house. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
Uh, casting this week, big news. Um, this was uh, really exciting. Uh, it, it, this is how big this was. Uh, Gina texted me about how excited she was about this. Oh, wow. <laughs> how cute. Uh, this is the casting of uh, Kamala Khan, uh, Ms. Yay! Marvel. Oh, yeah. Yay! Uh, it does not, of course, have a release date yet. It still hasn't been uh, produced. <laughs> because it's on Disney Plus and it's all made up according to Rebecca Frost. <laughs> <laughs> it's not real. Uh, Where the shows don't matter is nothing is real. <laughs> uh, it is uh, the actress is Iman Vilani. I believe is her name. She's Canadian, uh, but she is also a Pakistani. Um, Pakistani-American Jersey girl can stretch her body in long, powerful ways, and frankly, the funnest character to play in the Avengers video game. Really? Um, yeah. How oh, good? It, it, she is, she's so fun to play, it, she, she, and she can just smash things and, oh, leap and stretch. Great. I'm really excited. Here's why I'm really excited. Not just because like Ms. Marvel is so great and I'm just so excited for the representation and little girls everywhere, blah, 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> finally, we'll get a character who is more of an audience stand-in because Kamala is such a huge fangirl mm -hmm. that we're finally going to have a show that's people who are fans can be like, oh my God, yes, like I get it. I understand well, where this girl's coming from. Well, and apparently the actress is a Marvel fan as well. When being well, interviewed, she, she made several references to Marvel characters. Nice. Uh, I, I love the issue of the comic where she's hanging out with Wolverine. the Hulk. Oh, <laughs> with, with I didn't get Hulk, to that. Even though it's the shitty Hulk, the, what's his name? The totally awesome Hulk. Oh, oh uh, totally awesome Hulk. Amadeus Cho. Yeah. Blech. Oh, do you not Blech. like him? No. Because the uh, the current Hulk is uh, is quite good, I hear the uh, what's uh, it called? Uh, the Immortal, Immortal Hulk. Hulk. I, I want to yeah, check that great. out. I hear it's, it's like great. A, it's it's like a horror comic. Yeah, apparently I hear it's great. Uh, you so, know, what I was I was thinking about the other day. You know, what would be a great show for Disney Plus is an anthology series that takes place during the five years of the blip. Oh yeah. Oh, that yeah, would be really blip, good. Be oh, good. I'd like that. Yeah. Yeah, because like get on that. Uh, should I start writing that? Well, yeah, it doesn't matter because it won't come out. It's Disney Plus. It's, it's not yeah, real. Yeah, it's Disney Plus. It's not it's ever going to come out. Um, so. So, so Kamala Khan's character is kind of like uh, Rick Jones was back in the day. Uh, wasn't he a Marvel character who was really mm -hmm. excited about all the uh, oh, yeah. all the heroes and everything, and he was kind of the audience stand-in? Yeah, but yeah. Like, a there's bit. an issue where she's in the sewers under under the city she lives in with Wolverine and Lockjaw, and she spends the first half of the issue like fangirling out over Wolverine, and then the rest of the issue basically telling him that he has anger management issues and he needs to get over himself. <laughs> so she's she's a lot more self-aware of her fangirlism yeah. than, than oh, Eric yeah. Jones was. Okay, cool. Uh, but well, also, and, you, and you see that in the Avengers game. You you walk in front of Captain America's shield, and and it'll tell you to press the, the letter X, and she'll go, "I can't believe I'm standing in front of Cap's shield. This is amazing." Press X you know. to gawk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Rick, uh, Rick Jones was also consumed by guilt. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because he was the reason that Bruce Banner got exposed to the gamma radiation. If he yeah, hadn't have been right. out there fucking around with his harmonica, playing his harmonica. What a douche. Kamala's got that, like, Catholic guilt. Not Catholic guilt, but, like, Muslim guilt because she's, or, like, Pakistani guilt because she's always mm -hmm. trying to, like. She's a Muslim, yes. Because, you know, her parents, her parents are going to be, like. They're very traditional ah, and she's very not. Very traditional and yeah, she's and also like, ah. That's also part of the character. So that's going to be exciting to see. I, I'm excited. Another, like, uh, property like that. I can't wait for um, 
Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, the cartoon. That's on the way. Anime. I love yeah. it. It's so cute. Oh, God. Um, that is such a great comic. And all my, have all you seen kids. those cosplays that people do? Like, uh-huh. oh, I saw this one. It was a dad. He put on, like, an inflatable dino costume and dressed his little girl up as Moon Girl. And, like, oh, my God. had a backpack, like, a backpack leash on her, you know? <laughs> That's oh. cute. That's that cute. was so cute. Uh, let's see. Now, the other cat. We got a lot of casting news uh, to get to. This one, I'm... <laughs> Okay, if that's what you want to do, uh, Jamie Foxx as Electro in the new Spider-Man movie. I saw, what the so, heck? So why this is, though? I, I see this as one of two things is happening. One, right. we already know Jamie Foxx is really good at acting; like he's amazing. And so maybe they're giving him another shot to do a different portrayal of Electro, if this is true. Or two, what if it's an introduction to the Spider-Verse coming to the live-action Spider-Man? Movie? Well. There's nothing but speculation happening here. Yeah, I mean, that's true, and that's what those were. Those were two speculative. Theories. And after he announced it on his Instagram, he deleted it. Oh, uh, we he did say, "I'm excited to come back as Electro. I won't be blue this time." But then he deleted it, and then it was also removed from the Hollywood Reporter website. Whoa. But it's everywhere else. But it was a Hollywood Reporter exclusive, so I don't know what to make of this. Um, hmm. The thing, the thing about Jamie Fox is that uh, people. Go see him in movies, and and so I guess it makes sense to have someone with some star power in your movie. Totally, but but I I just kind of wonder. Maybe you're right. Maybe it is time to get Electro right. Maybe that's it. Well, and you know what was weird for me is I misread that. Mm-hmm. Like who was going to play Electro? And I was really really excited because I thought it was Jamie Farr. <laughs> See, and I only skimmed it, and I thought it was Jamie Kennedy. And I was like, sweet. <laughs> Electro in a dress. I want to see Electro in a Toledo's, dress. I... Toledo's own Jamie Farr. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so there's that. Um, we'll see. We'll, we'll follow that story for you. <clears throat> Actually, we know you will. You have the internet, and this thing comes out once a week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and another uh, casting, uh, we're getting Victor Zaz back into uh, uh, the DC TV universe uh, on Batwoman. Uh, so they've got, uh, and this guy was on Gotham, which is interesting. He didn't play yeah. Victor Zaz on Gotham. He played oh, another guy. Oh, it's a shame. <laughs> Alex yeah, that Morph. that guy's great. Yeah, Alex Morph is his name, and he'll be is playing he Morph Victor's into ass. Victor's ass. In back. <laughs> trying to find who he Get played. Get out, sorry. I'm sorry. Get Lee, out. don't look at me that way. Get out, Rebecca. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but anyway, he comes from Gotham, and uh, he will be playing Victor's ass on Batwoman. There's that. Uh, Billy Crudup is uh, talking again to uh, the people about returning as Barry Allen in the Flash movie. He, uh, he made a brief appearance. As uh, Barry Allen, you know, uh, uh, the dad, dad flash. Uh, And so now this movie, it used to be, see, the history of this flash movie is fascinating to me because it was like nobody wanted to do it. Yeah. It was just shunned and directors were hired and then quit and then hired and then quit. But now it is the hottest ticket on the Warner Brother lot. They want to make this movie so bad. And I think it's because, honestly... That uh, you got your Michael Keaton returning and Ben Affleck returning as as the Bruce Waynes and the Batmans, uh, so I think that's got everybody excited about this. But he so now they're oh. back talking about getting this thing going again. So. You guys, would my, be... my, might I offer some speculation on why they're excited for it? 
It's all we got, I, Tony. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Might I pitch in some speculation? Well, let me, let me, let me speculate. Let me speculate here. It's a, I think it's because uh, they're using it as a completely new jump-off point where they can tie in what they want to from the old universe into a new universe via a Flashpoint Paradox kind of situation. And so... Before it was just like, oh, here's another flat, here's another superhero movie that we can try and make and hope people like, and now it's like, actually, we can use this to kind of a nice start res- over, reset kind of thing. Yeah, and we'll we'll, so. we'll leave we'll take these toys, but we'll leave these other toys behind. Exa- exactly. Oh, okay. And you right. Snyder bronies can have your grim dark bullshit, and we're gonna go off and do superhero stories. <laughs> you know, you know it'd be really cool if uh, if Michael Keaton was old Batman and it was uh, Batman Beyond. That or dar- so or Dark awesome. Knight, even. Or know. Dark, or dark yeah, Knight, yeah. Either of those. Either of those <laughs> Although, in, now that I roll it around in my head, I like the Batman Beyond idea. Yeah. Because then you can bring in a new actor to play that uh, that new Batman. Terry McGinnis. Yeah. Terry yeah. McGinnis, yeah. Uh, then, uh, oh, this is very exciting. And this, the, before we go to break, this is our last bit of casting news. Uh, because, you know, they're remaking Firestarter. The Stephen King. Oh, know. man. I, I was hoping it was a biopic about Prodigy. <laughs> that's what i was hoping uh you know it was uh drew barrymore played the little girl that yeah. can start fires with her mind such a great movie she's um, a py- pyrokinetic i think and she was so, providing cocaine to stephen king during the shoot could be <laughs> uh this is coming from blumhouse and universal so maybe it has a chance to be good if you got blumhouse in there they do horror right uh, the first casting that we have received is Zac Efron, and he's so good. I believe that he can play that little girl. I really I think do. he's good. He is good. <laughs> he's, he's, he's damn gonna, good. So He's going to go full method. He'll do I it. love Zac Efron. Uh, he'll be playing the dad, of course. And, uh, um, hmm? I saw that Blumhouse is coming out. I like how they do these weird takes on, like, horror takes on stuff. Like, I liked the Fantasy Island movie. I want to watch fun. that. fun. Uh, yeah, and now they have one coming out called Freaky. Have you seen the answer for this? No. It's like, okay. Oh, I have. I have, and then I immediately thought of that episode of Don't Trust the Bee, where James Van Der Beek is meeting with Kieran and Shipka because they're doing a daddy-daughter freaky Friday, and yeah. they, wind, they realize it's not going to work. And so that was my first thought when I saw this trailer. So it's, uh, it's freaky, and it's um, basically freaky Friday, but instead of a mom and a sister switching bodies, this teenage girl switches bodies with a serial killer who is played Ooh. by Vince Vaughn. Oh, it's oh. also, it's kind okay. of like The Hot Chick. Do you remember that movie, The Hot Chick? Yeah. Yeah. See, I saw Vince Vaughn was in that, and so I started ignoring everything that came over Aww. my transom because I'm done with Vince Vaughn. But, um, all right, well, after these, after these messages, messages, we'll be right, we'll be right back. 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 Let's see what's happening at Dr. Volt's in the month of October. Oh, hey, come celebrate the 30th anniversary of Dr. Volt's Comic Connection at Dr. Volt's Anniversary Sale. The anniversary sale will be October 16th through the 31st, and everything in the store will be 20% off. Have you had your eye on one of uh, Dr. Volt's Golden or Silver Age comics? Have you been trying to complete a run of your favorite series? Is there a toy or statue you keep telling yourself next time? Well, now is your next time. Get that comic, toy, and statue at Dr. Volt's 30th anniversary sale, October 16th through the 31st. And just in time for the 30th anniversary of Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, Velody Studios, the team that brought you Salt City Strangers and the Gull, presents Dr. Volt Comics, an exciting comic based on the beloved mascot of Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Our hero, a mere humble professional wrestler, has 
now has to wrestle with invaders from another world. Watch as Dr. Volt must team up with some familiar faces, the Nerdcore Brothers. Uh, together with their unbreakable bond of friendship and might, could be enough to stop the menace from beyond the stars. Find out in Dr. Volt Comics, live on Kickstarter now. Hold service is free, and with that, you get a 10% discount on all of your purchases of $20 or more, and the previews catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake. It's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. And we're back. Okay. I, Shannon, you'll be happy to know, because I know you like Will the I? Cobra. You like the Cobra Kai. Love it! Uh, so does apparently everyone else. Uh. It's all my Facebook is full of of people just watching Cobra Kai. It's uh, pretty good. I started watching it on Shannon's recommendation. It's beautiful, beautiful yeah. trash. Oh, beautiful season, trash. Season three will start in January, and they're approved for season four. Well, uh, they tell they tell you at the end of this uh, the season finally the season oh, they, they go there will be more Cobra oh, Kai. There you go. Because I got to see, man. I got to see, man. It's such a cliffhanger. So after. <laughs> Yeah, after I, I saw that story, I thought, if this thing is so popular, let me look into it. So I did some digging about ratings on streaming. And, oh, on uh, Netflix? They don't really tell you those very clearly. Well, it was a well, Yahoo original or something, wasn't it? No, it, it was, was a, a YouTube. 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 Okay. But here's what, here's what I found out. Uh, Amazon series The Boys, uh, Disney Plus's movie Mulan made top 10 of the week August 31st through September 6th. Both of them debuted on September 4th. They're the first two shows from a streaming platform other than Netflix to make the top 10 since Nielsen started releasing weekly rankings a month ago. Nielsen has started keeping track hmm. of streaming. Uh, Mulan's inclusion is notable because uh, not just because it's the f- first Disney Plus program to make the list, but because of that extra that you had to pay for it. Remember we talked right. about that. Mm-hmm. 30 bucks. Uh, Disney hasn't revealed any revenue figure from the movie, but per Nielsen's viewers, uh, they spent some uh, 525 million minutes watching the movie on its opening weekend. Uh, the equivalent it's not that of more. Long. <laughs> the equivalent. There are those who would say disagree with you, but <laughs> I liked it. Uh, the equivalent of more than uh, 4.52 million plays of the 116-minute movie. See, that's how the math works. So they're saying that. 4.52 million views of the movie as a whole. Okay. Uh, that, that so that now that doesn't mean that that many people bought it separately because as with my account, I share it with you know my, my niece. Do you have a mute button? Yes. <laughs> I got uh, it. So. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, uh, now I've lost my train of thought. Uh, but Cobra Kai, also produced by Sony, ranks uh, first in Nielsen's rankings for August 31st through September 6th with 2.17 billion minutes viewed. The first two seasons of the former YouTube series made their Netflix debut on August 28th. Nielsen measures total minutes of streaming time for all episodes of the series. So The Boys, in addition to being the first Amazon show to make the weekly list, is also the first streaming original series not to be released all at once or to break the top 10. 
So the top 10 streaming I found uh, from August 31st to September 6th, Cobra Kai number one with 2.17 billion minutes viewed. Uh, Rebecca Lucifer was number two. What? Yeah, with 1.42 billion. I know Uh, so many women who watch Lucifer. Wow. Yeah. And Carrie. And me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In third place, The Boys on Amazon with uh, 891 million. Number four was The Office on Netflix. Reruns of The Office. Yeah, people go apeshit for The Office. Yeah, for 843 million. Wow. Uh, Number seven, Criminal Minds on Netflix. What? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, number seven, Away on Netflix. I'm not familiar. No. Uh, eight, Grey's Anatomy reruns on Netflix. Are Jesus Christ. 616 million people. Uh, number nine, The Legend of Korra. Yay! Yeah, now it's yeah. successful. Well, hold on. Ten Here's years later, question. it's successful. Hmm? <laughs> right. Are they taking into consideration, like, length of these titles? Because, like, The Office has, like, a zillion seasons. And Lucifer is, like... Six five hour long. All they're doing is measuring minutes. So that's yeah, they just yeah, measured so the, like, the, the minutes s- streamed. So mm-hmm. so Cora so like made shows that... like The Office have an unfair advantage over shows like Mulan because The Office mm-hmm. has so many more minutes. That's to watch. true. That's true. Yeah, but could Legend be. of Korra even making that list is kind of amazing because it yeah, was I was I was surprised short. as well. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it, it was popular enough to get four seasons on Nickelodeon. So mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, there's there's at least like. 60 plus episodes maybe yeah and then uh, then mulan at number 10 on disney plus huh uh, so i thought you guys would find that interesting i did some uh some math assuming that you know this is best case scenario for uh disney if nobody shared their account with their friends so obviously this is oh. incorrect but at the if if my math is right with the number of uh views if you divide the number of minutes if they watch the whole movie, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, uh, $135 million revenue for Mulan if nobody shared their account information. Obviously, it would go down if you had multiple families using the same account Which and they, they only have to buy it yeah. once. So it's, pro- it's probably closer to like half or two-thirds of that. So because, it's a bomb. Uh, <laughs> well, that'd so, be no, for, the, no. for the first week, it'd be pulling in you know, yeah, probably nine, $90 million in the first weekend. Well, $90 million? I would, if, I would if I would guess because 135 million 90 million would put it at about two thirds of hmm. uh you know is that is my math right two thirds three quarters interesting okay. three quarters all right and it only cost 500 million to make so yeah oh yeah they, they definitely didn't make their money back on the first week for sure but they didn't but, have to pay anything for distribution also yeah. true and it's it's an interesting experiment because that distribution can be expensive Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, is, uh, is Shannon off mute now? <laughs> yeah, Shannon's not muted. He's back on. No, I, okay. I, Shannon, I, you had a timeout. No, I, I'm sorry, you guys. Like, so, uh, Egg's parents are upstairs. Oh, okay. And if, if there's people upstairs, all Spidey does is bark. And then if Moose hears Spidey bark, he okay. starts to bark. It's a chain. So a chain I, I've, I've got the mute on standby. Okay, thank you. Cool, cool. I'm sorry. If it wasn't just so much math, I would have been fine. But although, like, no, um, for people who don't know, I I hang out with this dog Moose a lot, and he's called a, he's a bagel hound. He's half Basset hound and half beagle, and he he has the worst fucking bark I've ever heard in my life. 
<laughs> For some reason, I thought you were going to say farts, even no, though that he, had nothing to do I with did anything. I did too, Tony. I okay, I'm not alone in that. Okay. You guys heard him, but he barks. He's just like, mm-hmm. ah! <laughs> yeah, he'd be like that. Uh, but uh, as far as Tony, far as now, the pit bull has the worst farts. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, but while we're talking about streaming shows, there is a new one coming to Disney Plus called Mar- Marvel Six One Six. Ooh, and uh, it's a uh, allegedly, it's about- allegedly, right, Rebecca? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, Marvel Six. Well, they have a release date, November twentieth. Well, right. What? We'll okay. Is this is this cartoon or live action? Uh, it's a live action, and it's a documentary format, eight part documentary series. Well, okay. It, if it's a documentary, those are fucking. I could put one of those together in five minutes. Ooh, listen, Do it. listen right to now. this. Yeah, is that, is that a five eight hour documentary. Five. minutes. How'd you do an eight hour documentary in five fucking minutes? <laughs> as somebody fucking who as somebody accepted. who produces video for a living. I'll give you a hundred million dollars. <laughs> Get ready, Patreon. My eight-hour documentary series on Geek Show coming your way. Oh, no! I'd watch but you that? can do it in fifteen minutes. No, she said five. You know, five. Rebecca actually eight-piece series. You know, Rebecca actually, that's a great idea. I know. I know. As soon as I said it, I was like, you know what? Not bad. Needs to. And happen. if we get a hundred million people to pay a dollar each to watch it, I'll be able to pay you. That's like a hundred million dollars. Yeah, I no dis- and more- we didn't have to pay distribution either. <laughs> that was more ma- napkin math. Let's do an office-style mockumentary when we can all get together. <laughs> That's what this already was. I've been looking at the I've been looking at the camera just like Jim mm-hmm. all all the time. Yeah, yeah. and I've been dating. That's Pam. what Joe Biden kept doing. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> the, uh, the the show. Will you Marvel shut 6- up, man. <laughs> Marvel six one six. Eight-part uh, video documentary exploring <laughs> unique people and stories behind the scenes in the Marvel Universe, from cosplay to toys to drawing to live theater, and each eight-part... Live theater? Yeah. The, 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 I, like I don't, the you Spider-Man don't, musical? Yeah, Spider-Man prob- Broadway. No, you probably don't remember that they released a series of plays for kids to oh, do right. in their, in their high remember. schools. And there, oh, was, yeah. and there mm-hmm. was also... Do you remember in the 80s there was a Captain America musical? Mm, yeah. Sadly, <laughs> I have an ad for it here somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's tragic. Uh, each of the eight parts directed by a different person, including uh, actors Jillian uh, Jacobs, Allison Brie, Paul Shear. Uh, so the episodes will will break down like this. The first one, uh, directed by Dave Gelb, Japanese Spider Man, is oh. going to yeah, it's going to explore oh. the impact that that had on Japanese culture. Oh, yeah, because they couldn't break into Japan with the comic book. Nobody gave a shit, mm-hmm. so they did, like, their Mighty Morphin Power Rangers thing in the 70s. Yeah. He was they the sold... emissary from hell. Yeah, they yeah. sold the rights to this uh, Japanese uh, production company, and mm-hmm. they made it into, a, like you said, Mighty Morphin Power And it had huge impact in, in, oh, yeah. the ja- in Japanese pop culture. So and I was be the... so pissed when they brought him into the Spider-Verse comic book, because they killed him. Because he did the <laughs> he did the whole... He did the whole thing. He showed up, and all yeah. the guys that were absorbing all the Spider-Men around the different multiverse, they're like, they're getting ready to kill all these Spider-Men guys. And this dude shows up, and he's like, I am the emissary from hell. And the back of my head went, <laughs> and then his giant <laughs> Zord showed up, and he formed the sword, yeah. and then they ate him. Aww. <laughs> uh, the second one, directed by Jillian Jacobs, Higher, Further, Faster, will focus on uh, Ms. Marvel. 
Oh my god, and, I love all I love Julian Jacobs and Captain Marvel. Uh Clay Jeter uh, will direct Amazing Artisans, so that's a little look into the comic books. Uh Lost and Found, directed by Paul Shear. Uh, Suit Up, which will be cosplay, directed by Andrew Pozzi. Unboxed, which will be about toys. Um, the Marvel Method, also about making the comic books. And Marvel Spotlight, directed by Alison Brie. So nice. uh, that, that will be interesting. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, another new show. Uh, <laughs> much to the delight of my attorney, Ed Brass. A, uh, Conan? <laughs> much to the delight of him alone, I think. Because I don't know if anyone was asking for this, but... You're getting a Conan the Barbarian uh-huh. TV series coming to I'm Netflix. In. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. You Good. said Ed Brass, who, who I follow on Twitter as well, and I was like, it's got to be Conan or Led Zeppelin related. One of or Chuck, two. So, <laughs> or I'm so excited that Netflix greenlit a series that they'll get completely behind for two seasons. Oh. Do we take a drink for that? He didn't say no. budget. No, he didn't say budget. Okay. So. No. Well, it is budget adjacent. It's budget adjacent yeah, because take- Netflix cancels shows, shows after season two because it's too expensive. I'm willing to bet money Witcher's getting one more season. Oh, yeah, because they announced it. Well, no, you, you one win. more season No, it's like three seasons it. total. Like, like three, three seasons, seasons total. Oh, I'm sure it like, will. Altered Carbon, pretty good show. Mm-hmm. Two seasons and done. Yeah. And there's like six books they could have drawn resource from, but they're like, eh. <laughs> and then, uh, let's see, uh, Todd McFarlane, uh, to- not Todd McFarlane, Seth McFarlane, excuse oh. me, <laughs> getting my McFarlane's messed up. They're, that's two different they're, McFarlane's friends. Two uh, very different ones, yes. They're cousins, aren't they? Uh, but what a great sitcom that would make. <laughs> I don't oh, know. I, what? I, it's I, I have the no idea. McFarlands. They're not brothers. They might be cousins, and they're different. <laughs> one's a keep 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 going. One's a real dick. The other, the other the, Seth McFarland. The other Seth McFarland. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait, wait. One's a real dick. The other one passes out a lot of dick. Oh, <laughs> all right. Uh, he uh, had a comment about the Orville, and I bring this up only because people keep asking me, do you hear anything about the Orville uh, th- third season, which will air on Hulu? Uh, he said, uh, the show is still a huge priority for me and for the cast and for everyone else, but we do, have a, uh, we do have a season to finish, and we're going to finish it for a show with a lot of prosthetic makeup that requires close contact, a lot of background artists. It's a big job, and you want to make sure you're doing it safe and secure. So Makes until sense. we get the protocols Let's, figured out. And then the also... Deal. After this season, he's done with it. And he's done what's with the, it. What's the name of the actress that's like the second in command on that and played Mockingbird on Adrian, Adrian Pilecki? Adrian Pilecki. Adrian Pilecki. Yeah. That is such an ultimate fuck you, because I think what happened is Disney bought Fox so they could punish her by canceling her show because she left Agents of <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. to do that. <laughs> she, she didn't that's, leave. That was probably it. She did yeah. not leave Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She didn't leave Agents of that. S.H.I.E.L.D. She was, they were talking about doing a show They're with Mockingbird... A spinoff yeah. of Mockingbird and, and the other and guy. Hunter. Yeah. Hunter, mm-hmm. thank you. Um, and that just didn't happen. And Because so they, she got another was show. Gonna called, and, wasn't it be called like Most Wanted or something like that? Yep. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Oh, she was so good as Mockingbird. She's she so was good, good as Wonder Woman, too. Yeah, I like her. She Actually, I liked her as Wonder Woman a lot. I did not like that Wonder Woman show, but I, I loved her. <laughs> I liked that Wonder Woman show. <laughs> Who wrote Aaron, that? Sork- Aaron was, Sorkin's Wonder Aaron Woman. Sorkin. It was yeah. my buddy, the Sorkin, that I tried to sell a plane. Yeah. Sork. That's right. Hey, Sorkin! When you have a shooting script that's 275 pages of dialogue for a one-hour episode. 
that's, that's too that's, much. That's one and of the reasons I. That's one of the reasons I liked it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's see. Oh, and then uh, they announced uh, David S. Goyer, the screenwriter for the Batman Begins: The Dark Knight. For and you know, Bat- name a show he wrote. Yeah, it. Batman V. He is going to be doing a uh, a podcast called Batman Unburied. Uh, okay. he'll be I hope his it. first guest is Sam Ham. They could be like, "I'm the Sam Ham of 2000," and he'd be like, "I'm the David Goyer of 1989." <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Sam Ham was the guy that wrote every fucking superhero movie from 1989 oh, okay. to yeah. 1998. That's uh, right. I'm like, oh, you know what? We need a superhero movie. You know, Steel. Let's get Sam Ham. He get did hands. I forgot about Sam Ham. That's right. Yeah, okay, Sam Ham's you. like, and they're like, oh, "God, how do you? What's the superhero formula?" Well, we'll get Sam Ham on the phone. He can mm-hmm. do it. Uh, but uh, it's uh, it doesn't have a release date, but it'll be on Spotify. And finally, I can't wait. <laughs> finally, this uh, we got an update on Thor: Love and Thunder, uh, yeah. Industrial Light and Magic, and I, I, I've hinted at this: building a large-scale custom volume just like the one on The Mandalorian, <laughs> at Fox Studios in Australia for Thor Love and Thunder. Well, yeah, because um, he's Australian, and they don't have a problem with the COVIDs. <laughs> Not as much. Hey, uh, guys, I, I know for a fact that there's a large-scale volume-type thing being built in the foothills of Utah. <laughs> Are you allowed to talk about it? No. Okay, then. <laughs> let, let me move on, then. <laughs> Let me move on to what we can talk about. Uh, The uh, statement from uh, ILM says, By every measure, the new stages are vast improvements over the original uh, used on the Mandalorian. (laughs) Uh, Physically, the new stages are larger, utilizing substantially more LED panels than the original. Also offering a higher resolution, smooth wall-to-ceiling transitions directly results in better lighting on the set, as well as many more in-camera finals. ILM's proprietary solutions for achieving groundbreaking fidelity on the LED walls at scale allows for higher color fidelity, uh, season scene complexity, and greater control and reliability. So it's, it's well, engineer speak, but there you, you go. Know. So I'm going to bring up the show that's actually pioneering how you bring Hollywood back, and it's going to blow your fucking mind. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Superstore? The Great British Bake Off. Oh, that was more obscure season, than I was thinking. Just launched on Netflix, and okay. it's post-COVID. Really? So do they yep. just have like uh, yep. everyone has a they, camera and they do nope, it from their homes? Nope. They do it the same. It's the same hosts. It's the same guests. They have new new people baking, but they quarantine for two weeks before they did the show. They live on location, and they are oh. tested every morning. So it's wow, a, uh, it's a bubble type situation. It like is a bubble did, situation. Did so that's how you do your movies and your TV shows: is you basically quarantine for two weeks, you make sure everybody's clean, you shoot the show, and you test every morning. Oh, makes sense. Know. But yeah, seeing seeing well, for one, they brought they brought the little bald guy from Little Britain on, yeah. and he's co-hosting with with the, with the guy from the Mighty Boosh with uh, yeah, little, and uh, they're Nicole, yeah. like, I'm I'm just head canoning them. They're lovers, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Um, the show's fantastic and you can tell they, they've even talked about it they're like oh well we're all living together now but that's how Hollywood goes on so I wouldn't be surprised if that's what they end up doing with Thor is they just bring the whole cast down there and they're like you live on campus you do not leave that's, campus mm-hmm. and if you do leave campus you're in isolation for two weeks that's smart. I think that 
that needs to be the way. Now, if we could yep. just get a theater to play it in, yeah. or four hundred and ten inch screen. You know, uh, and I was that. thinking. Speaking of the void, like, uh, I, we could talk to somebody and and they could tell us what's what's it like to actually work. What's the experience like to work in the void? Yes. Yes. Oh, tell me yeah. more. I don't think he had a final thought, did he? He's now he's, he's doing he's doing his own show now. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't speak baby frog. All right. <laughs> After these messages, we'll be right, we'll be right back. back. Haster Games at 6831 South State Street in Salt Lake City. Unplug and play a board game from Haster Games. Their fall sale is still in full effect. Asmodee, maker of great games like Catan, Ticket to Ride, and Pandemic, are having a buy two games, get one free offer at Haster Games from September 21st to October 18th. 15 different games from Asmodee's catalog, some of the biggest board games ever. All the details are at HasterGames.com. They're stocking up ahead of time because these games are some of their most popular. Magic the Gathering Zendikar Rising comes out September 25th. At-home pre-release kits and boosters are now available for pre-order. Zendikar is back with a vengeance. For Dungeons & Dragons, Icewind Dale is now available. Brave the Frozen North of Faerun in this Dungeons & Dragons adventure for characters level 1 through 12. From the Game of the Year designer of Wingspan comes Mariposa. You play a guiding hand for monarch butterflies as they migrate from Mexico up through the east coast of the U.S. to Canada and back again in a span of four seasons. In stock now. Haster Games, locally owned and operated at 6831 South State. They're open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday and noon to 5 on Sunday. Haster has it. I'm JD. And I'm Peterson. And we're two-thirds of the 3-Bit Gamer Show. Don't worry about the other third. Yeah, seriously. Don't ask questions. Just listen to the 3-Bit Gamer Show for games, laughs, and Fred Durst. Find the 3-Bit Gamer Show wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, we're back. Now, this comic book project I'm about to tell you about, it's a little uh, independent one, but uh, I predict big things for this franchise. Oh. Uh, because I read the plot and I went, I love it. Is it Batman? <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to like this too, Lee, I think. Uh, it's called Tankers. Mm. Here's the synopsis. With less than a decade of fossil fuel left, there's only one thing for big oil to do. Create a time machine to change the course of history to make sure that dinosaurs lived longer in the first place. <laughs> what? <laughs> As I, how do I bankroll it? Yes. Exactly. What I, yes, yes, son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> I re- wait, there's there's more, and you'll start but writing wait. the check. Uh, as might be expected, things don't necessarily go to plan. When Greenleaf Oil sends six contractors armed with high-tech mech suits back to the Cretaceous period... Mech suits? ...to change the trajectory of the meteor that wiped out the dinosaurs... <laughs> ...with the aim of guaranteeing another few millennia's worth of oil... When the contractors return to present day, they find that human history has essentially been wiped out, and in its place, super-evolved dinosaurs who are pissed. Very cool. I mean, let's think about what you're doing. You're you're taking who were the alpha creatures of the planet and then letting them continue to evolve for the next hundreds of millions of years. Oh, this is going to be a great movie. This sounds awesome. Well, right now it's just a comic book from from a group called... 
a group called Bad Idea. Yeah. And and they're describing it as a Saturday morning cartoon that's run irresponsibly over budget. <laughs> <laughs> that's very clever. So, so look, look for that. The studio that made Mandy, I can't remember who they are, but Mandy's like a bonkers apeshit movie. Ooh, they, bonkers. they actually allow their fans to bankroll movies. Mm. Like you can become a shareholder and like a producer kind of role yeah. where you just give them yeah. some money. I'll be honest, if I was a movie production company right now, I'd be calling these guys and saying, how much? Right. <laughs> I have yeah, I think, $52 for you. Lee, right that's, that studio, it, like, I think they're the ones that uh, they bankrolled the uh, latest Jane Silent Bob, the reboot. I think you're right. Is so, that it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Which I've never, I have not seen. I haven't watched it either. Huh. Uh, one more thing, and then we'll get to what we're consuming in games and all of that. Um <laughs> After a fan on Twitter pleaded with Neil Gaiman to not include, quote, politically correct nonsense in the upcoming Sandman adaptation, because, you know, the Netflix show, uh, the author released this statement referring to the series. Uh, I mean, it hasn't been cast, and, you know, he says, I got it. So you want a Sandman without the LGBT plus people who are in it without the female lead characters and without the people of color. Are you sure it will still be Sandman once you're through? <laughs> yeah. Did this guy actually read the comics and understand at all? I don't think he did. What's going on? I don't think or he didn't, did. Didn't understand the politics that he wasn't absorbing. Or he yeah. understood it. He didn't like it. Well, well, it's the same with yeah. people that are supposed lifelong X-Men fans that have been reading yeah. X-Men for, and then they're like, I don't like this social justice bullshit. I don't like it. I did, what were you I, reading? Yeah, I ran into exactly. that this morning because I follow a lot of Star Trek on Twitter. Yeah. And, um, and they're doing an event called Trek the Vote to mm-hmm. raise money for Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. And uh, most people were like, "This is excellent. This is you know, way to go. I'm there, you know." Get and of course, out of Star Trek. Exactly the tweet. Yep. <laughs> and everyone responded the same way I would. I said, "Are, are you familiar? You've well, obviously I, never seen I, a Star Trek." I, yeah. I would have said, "I would have responded, go fuck yourself, you Ferengi well, douchebag." There were there were hey, some of those, but most Ferengi people were are people too. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anyway, uh, so so there's that. Uh, these people are confused. What are we consuming this week? What have you been doing in your quarantines? Oh my god! Been Can I just share spaceships? With you? <laughs> um, so, unlikely, I did not give up on the mass singer. Okay. <laughs> He's in it to the end. I was doing it for work, dude. That was, yeah, he doesn't get paid I'm to doing watch it, it for anymore. Pure joy. So anyway, yeah. Once uh, this check stopped coming, I stopped watching. <laughs> so it's actually they got they get like real people on there now. You know, not like in their like. So the first one they got unmasked, and I'll give a shit. Spoiler alert. Fuck off. Who cares? Uh, was Busta Rhymes? I was like, oh, okay. They kicked off Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes was the worst one, but but wow. they're all like really good. But this week's, and I'm so mad. I want to say a big sh- fuck you to Google, because I wish I would have uh, Google News, because I wish I would have watched this happen. This week, they go through and they you know they do all their little performances, 
And they the do last, all their little dances. And the last one that comes on is called the Gremlin. Okay. And he comes out and he starts singing and it sounded like he was drunk. <laughs> he didn't know the words to his song. <laughs> right. I think and, I know where this is going. Yeah. And he, you know, <laughs> he, he gets done and they're like, and he's just like, ah, oh, God. And he goes, I'm taking this thing off right now. <laughs> like, and they're all going, no, that's not how it, that's not how it works. It's not how it works. You don't know. There's the voting hasn't had. No, oh, no, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. You know, and he pulls off his head and it's fucking Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. No, really? <laughs> yeah. It's Mickey fucking Rourke. Right. Uh, they dug him up for this. Wow. Uh, and, but they offered he, him bird. <laughs> I want my boot. But he goes, like, he was fucked up, you guys. And he's like, oh, no. He's like, oh, you know, I was just in the neighborhood. <laughs> so I thought I'd do this. And he goes, he goes, ah, oh, you know, I watched it three or four times. And they asked me, you want to do this thing? And I said, why not? But this thing's too fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's too hot. I'm done. <laughs> it was, and I was like so mad because it got ruined on, on, uh, Google News. Yeah. Oh, that's how you know I thought I mean? about it. Yeah, and I would have just because I can imagine if I would have just been watching it, I probably would have pooped my pants. <laughs> well, maybe it's a good thing then that you saw no, it first I, on the news. Feed. No, I love it. I love it so rarely am I so Surprised. taken aback. Yeah, you know, by pop culture that I poop my pants. Well, and what rarely happens? never that's, happens. That's like never that's like anymore. that's like a ten star review. Yeah, you go, and then you go for a drive afterwards, and you get in a car accident, and they're like, oh, he had dirty drawers on. He must have watched Mass Singer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they must have seen that Mickey Rourke shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, the last time it happened is uh, in the crying game, when I saw that dick. <laughs> oh. Uh, any, anything else? Or is it uh, all, all about Mass Singer this week? Rebecca. Uh, uh, I, I, mine is not like a media... Uh, recommendation. It's there's this restaurant in Draper called oh. Sauce Boss Southern Kitchen. What? And it's incredible. It's here's the thing. Does it Please specialize in sauces? No, no. They're very <laughs> oh, like I'm southern. Less it's like southern comfort food. It's so good. Here's the thing though. It's a black owned what? business in this time of COVID. Oh. So they could use some support. Uh. So like I said, they're in Draper. Uh. They're on Grubhub. Um, but you could do what I did and just call it in and pick it up. Yeah, because Grubhub doesn't charge yeah. if you pick up. Oh, you nice. Can use the service. Uh, Grubhub does charge if you pick up. And they oh, do? That's nice. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, you guys, okay. and that's the thing is um, so, many comp uh, so many restaurants, they lose so much money to Grubhub, Postmates, yeah. and. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, but Google, there's a. Google Eats. There is a local one now that only has local restaurants on it, and they don't. Um, they don't, like kill them with charges oh and, really and it, That's it's good. called uh chef pansy cool hmm. so All right. uh, i've been using that it doesn't have a lot of stuff on it right now but i try to use it as much as i can oh that's good that's good can, can i recommend what? a new restaurant too boy what was the name of this place again so i can check <laughs> it out sauce boss southern kitchen oh. i love southern comfort food okay yeah. there you go you'll um, drive over the mountain for that won't you i will um there's a new restaurant. It's on State Street and like thirty something south, but it's called um, it's called Chick Queen. 
like chicken, but chick queen. Okay. And it's fried chicken and other fried stuff. Mm. Uh, but it's all tempura based. Oh, <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. And they've got okay. really, they've got really, really good sauces. Uh, but I always just get the plain fried chicken with shaved green onions. Ooh. It's now that sounds good. Carrie, you, it's right up you Ooh. and Sue's alley. I'm telling you right that now. Sounds that really sounds good. great. Yeah. Oh, ooh, I'm hungry. Uh, <laughs> uh, anybody else? Yeah, I've been playing a video game. Oh, Which okay. One? Let's let's do it. It's a Star Wars Squadrons. You may mm-hmm. have heard of Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. I let me. Yeah. Did you the one with the, it's refresh one of those, my memory. It's one I've of those fifty-year-old franchises that people won't let go of. I've heard oh. of Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Star Wars Squadrons, it's EA, <laughs> which a lot of people don't like EA, but EA makes really pretty Star Wars games. Yep. And um, this is um, this is a, it's like X-Wing. Do you remember X-Wing? The game X-Wing? Yeah. X-Wing versus TIE Fighter and those games? Or just X-Wing. Oh. Like, or no, Rogue Squadron. That was the Rogue oh, Squadron yes. game, they did, yeah, which I yeah, love yeah. and played love the hell out game. of. So this game, you create a TIE fighter pilot and you create an X-Wing pilot. And then the narrative story takes place right after, right, actually literally during the destruction of the Battle of Yavin. And uh, not Battle of Yavin, uh, destruction of Alderaan. And you play this narrative game, but it switches back and forth between your Imperial pilot and your, your Rebel pilot. And the controls are really wonky and all over the place. And I kind of love it, and I'm so terrible at it. But um, I got to do the thing that I love more than anything. Carrie, you remember in the original Battlestar Galactica how they always that shot of the Viper flying through the explosive wreckage of the yes. Cylon ships? Yeah! So I blew up two TIE fighters and flew through their flaming wreckage. Oh. And I was like... And, and even though my ship was on fire... <laughs> my ship was on fire. I I had barely any cockpit left, and uh, I exploded shortly afterwards. It still made me feel really good about mm. decisions I'd made in the last half hour. Oh, that's good <laughs> gameplay. That's good. but it's okay. it's hard. Like one of the guys that I I love, he plays video games all the time, and he's like, "Oh my god, they actually programmed how terrible Tie Fighters are." into the game and you don't realize it until you're flying an x-wing you're like wow the x-wing flies pretty good it's pretty nice then you're in the tie fighter and you're like it is janky as shit and it shakes and it vibrates and oh but it's cool and when you throttle when you're hitting the the throttle and you're speeding up you hear the scream but from inside the cockpit Ah. yeah oh nice (laughs) This game's um, coming from inside the cockpit. Now, are you much. are you playing this on a PC or a game I'm system? I'm playing it on or? the PC, but it's on all the systems. It's I, on everything, yeah. Yeah, Origin is like a, a game subscription service that EA, I think EA owns it. I'm not sure. Yeah, they but, call it uh, EA Access now. They changed the name. Right. And so I have the Pro Access, which is like $15 a month, so the game's part of it. Oh, okay. So I didn't pay anything for it, so we got to not violate Tony's golden rule of not paying for something at launch. So, <laughs> has it, uh, Tony? Has it I launched? Would, I, I wish I was following that rule better myself. Um, right, but Uh-oh. yeah, uh, yeah, it came out last week. And, okay, so um, I can get it. On uh, also, if you're not aware, Xbox Game Pass, uh, that service, if you subscribe to that, starting November 10th, 
it will include EA access as well. Right. Oh. Okay. So you should be able to play it via Xbox Game Pass too. That's about ten. That's ten bucks a month or fifteen if you want the ultimate version. I see. Now, okay. One of the things that I found really kind of amazing during character creation is that there's no binary. There's no gender binary. So you can create a character that has a female appearing face with a masculine voice or a masculine appearing voice uh, face with a feminine voice and you can use a male or female body type with any head type. So it's not a, like a really in-depth or robust character creator, but for people who feel like their um, gender nonconformity has been not represented in any way, uh, you can actually represent this in this game. So, oh, very and cool. there's like God, goddamn Disney si- ruined Star Wars. There's like twelve <laughs> to sixteen different like racial racial types that you can pick from. So, like, really? I noticed that one of the rebel pilots was distinctly Pakistani looking, as opposed to the one that was distinctly Indian looking. So, I mean, there's a lot hmm. of representation in there. It's not completely Caucasian. C- can I also be an alien if I want? Not yet, but I think you'll be able to unlock them later. I mean, no, you don't ever see only. Your, you don't ever <laughs> see your character's face, but you do get to choose like their vocal pattern. So, I chose a, a gambler smuggler archetype for my rebel pilot, and so he'll be like, "Oh man, I ain't got time for this." When the ship starts to shake too much, and then my <laughs> imperial pilot is really aggressive, so she's always like, "Ah, I'll kill her! Ah, ah, kill him!" So, is she it's fun. Uh, she oh. could be. But, she could be. Yeah. Well, but you know the most... Go ahead. It's a lot of fun. I don't know if I'll be playing it for long, because I'm terrible. <laughs> um, but that's kind of me with video games in general, except for Baldur's Gate. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the rule of thumb is, when you're in space, Carrie... Yes. Never trust a man what's made out of gas. That's right. Except for so, Gleep Glop, because he's the, one of the good ones. He's one, he's of, the one of the good ones. ones. <laughs> Racist from the year three thousand. Uh, uh, let's see. I've been playing or uh, watching. Um, oh wait, did you give a, a rating on that, Lee? Uh, what what do you it, think? I give it uh, seven Tatooines out of nine. Oh, okay. All right. Nine? No, okay. wait, wait. <laughs> seven, seven Tashi Station power converters out of nine. Out of okay. nine. Okay. Out of nine. Okay. 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 <laughs> Uh, let's see. So, I haven't been. I haven't watched. I'm even. I'm behind on the uh, on the shows that I usually watch. I haven't watched this week's episode of The Boys, get raising raised by wolves, or uh, Lovecraft Country. So I got to catch oh, up boy. on those. This but, this week's episode of Lovecraft Country was was quite good. Fucking bonkers. Uh, Excellent. The, the, yeah. really the, the, Hippoli- the Hippolyta story. Yeah. I really nice. like the really one in good. Korea. The one in Korea was, was great. Way good. Yeah. It's such this... a such a good show, you guys. And the book's and pretty good too. I've been reading the book. Oh, really? How and how far in? I'm about to when they're getting ready to go find his dad. So okay. there's there's some subtle changes here and there, but for the most part, it's entertaining on. as hell. Yeah, awesome. All right. Nice. I mean, he doesn't. He's he's Atticus in the book through the whole thing. And that oh, kind of bugs me tick. because the show I like Tick. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tick sounds more cool but yeah so i don't know i've been i've been i guess i've been a little bit bummed out this week for some reason and and so well, I've been, <laughs> really yeah and well this so week yeah i've been just kind of going back to my old standbys that make me feel good when i watch them uh i watched a lot of regular show this week and oh. a lot of 
Je- uh, Jeffy loved that show so that fucking show, much. It's so good. <laughs> and then uh, I'm rewatching Harley Quinn cartoon. So you uh, followed the advice of my Patreon segment. You're you're playing. You're doing some self care. You're taking yeah care some self care mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we're still we're still making our way through workaholics. <laughs> that show is just bonkers. <laughs> well, that's like me. I'm finally watching Super uh, Superstore. Yeah, good, and I'm like, show. Shannon, how did you not watch this show? Mm. But how great yeah. that you get to discover it now. Yeah, right. Yeah, you need yeah. it most. Yeah. And I did I did finish up uh, Ghosts. Of Ghost of Tsushima on the PlayStation 4. And man, if you're into open world samurai games, that game is awesome. Even if you're mm-hmm. not into those types of games, because I bought it just to just to review it for Gadget Spot, and I wasn't really looking forward to it at all, but it blew my mind as far as no expectations going in. Uh that it's a it's a eight point nine out of ten or a nine out of ten. Oh it's like Samurai game. Skyrim, right? Yeah, it's super good. That's great. Uh, Upcoming games this week. Well, hang on a sec. Uh, Oh, Oh, yeah. What have you you been watching? And then then I've also got some game news here. And I have a a special announcement about something that's happening tonight that we all need to be aware of. uh, When you say tonight. So so Monday night? Well, this week, Saturday night. It will be over. Yeah, in the past. (laughs) Nothing's ever in the past now. You can find it on the streaming services. Okay. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, I've been uh, doing what Tony's been doing. I've been uh, doing some self-care. Thank you, Lee, for the advice. I, yeah. I've been exploring the HBO Max app streaming service. And, uh, you know, I Harvey Birdman, attorney at law, 99% <laughs> of you won't get the jokes. They're there for me. So. Right. <laughs> Uh, but I also queued up a whole bunch of Roadrunner cartoons and, and started rewatching them. So uh, and, and I'm I'm really quite liking that streaming service. It's it's intuitive. It's, it's easy. It's real and, good. And it's got so much content. It's so much content. As a matter of fact, I went in and I went through. I rooted through the movies and I found an old favorite that I think you should all go back and watch again, The Frighteners. Oh, oh, I love yes. The Frighteners. It's one of Peter Jackson's early movies, and it's like, you know, Ghostbusters fucked up. And, uh, Carrie, uh, I, I, I thought you were going to say you found that movie, that, um, that, that comedy about this serial killer girlfriend. Oh, hexed? No, I can't find that anywhere. No, wait, I have a, I have a DVD copy that Jimmy gave me some years ago. Terrible Remember, movie. you're like, you saw it once in the theater, and they were like, Shannon. Look, you got to see this fucking movie with me. And I was sitting there going, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's sort of funny. I, uh, <laughs> I may uh, have been uh, in an altered state when I watched it the first time. might have been a little high. <laughs> Although there's, there's one of the funniest lines. It still makes me laugh. There's this jock who breaks into this person's house. And, you know, he just, he hates this, this nerd person so badly. You know, he's just like, pff, pff. and he looks at a bookshelf and he goes, Books <laughs> still makes me laugh. Anyway, uh, I'm going to do something I have not, I think, done on this show because you know that one of the commandments of Geek Show is "Thou shalt have no other podcasts before me." Oh mm-hmm. no! Yes, I'm doing it for good reason. Um, there is the now the official Star Trek podcast. It's only a few episodes in. And it's uh, hosted by the woman who uh, voices uh, the main character on uh, Lower Decks. Uh, Tony Newsom. Tony Newsom, thank you. And uh, Paul F. Tompkins. 
is also a host on it. Oh, he got another podcast going on? Man, yeah, I know, he does right? his podcast. But all they talk about is Star Trek, but they approach it from different angles. Now, the first episode was just Ben Stiller, let's talk to a super fan. Ben and Stiller's a Star Trek super fan? Yeah. Huge fan. The awesome. name the name There's... of his production company is Red Hour, and that's because Return of the Archons, the Red Hour was when the festival happened. Oh, when all the hippies <laughs> turned into wow. Bloodthirsty Creek. When when he directed <laughs> Cable Guy, uh-huh. he made sure that there was an entire sequence in medieval times that was choreographed yeah. to Alexander Courage's fight song. Exactly. Yeah, Star Trek. So that's that's a big Star Trek fan. So there's that. Uh, the second episode was fascinating. It was it was Reza Aslan, who is a religious expert, and he talked about how one episode of Star Trek helped him make a definition for what he is calling religion. Because you can't say religion is, well, you worship a deity. He says, no, there are three other of these religions over here that don't believe in in that sort of stuff. Mm, well, the, the super, yeah, Buddhism. Supernatural. Well, you can't call that a religion because of the, you know, and he gave all these examples. And so he said, it was the uh, Darmok and Delag, uh, uh, Tanagra, whatever that was. Mm-hmm. He used that. He That episode inspired him to realize that a religion, here's the fun part, Star Trek could be a religion, is, you remember the phrases that they were using. That's religion, shorthand. So he says, if I say Walls of Babylon, you know what I'm talking about. The same way that these characters say, you know, Darmok and and, uh, Jalad. You know, Darmok with his arms open. Shorthand. Or or if you go, uh, this is the way. Yeah, this is the way. Yeah. Exactly. So he says, that is, in my opinion, a definition of religion. It's a it's a language that we can speak that is shorthand, and we can express all of these things using our mythos, our legends. Yeah. Oh, my God. Fear, uh, fear leads to the dark side. Fear leads to the dark side. That was one they brought up. But he says it was that episode of Star Trek that helped him break through. Then the, other, the most recent episode was also fascinating um, because... Uh, it was it was uh, it was it was uh, four four women of color talking about Star Trek, mm. and the not only the influence that it has had on them, but the you know the importance of and and when you hear these when you hear them talk, you'll you'll finally I think if you don't understand why representation matters, you will finally understand because they put it beautifully. They use uh, Ben Cisco as a fine example. He says. Here is a single father raising his son, and you know there he's he's a good example. Um, there, there he said that one of the best episodes that they remember was everyone was going in to help save the the lounge singer on Deep Space Nine in the holodeck because he was in trouble. He's well, he's more of a friend than a program, right? You mean uh, Joe Piscopo? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, he was DS. He was next gen. Oh, yeah. Uh, the the lounge singer uh, Nick. Oh, Nick Fontaine. Nick Fontaine, thank you. Yeah. He's in trouble. He's in trouble, and he needs our help. And Ben Cisco refuses. And they're like, "Why?" And he says, "It's it's a uh, 1960s Las Vegas. As a black man, I'm not going to do well there." And they're like, "Well, we programmed that out. All of the racism has been programmed out of this. It 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 won't be that way." And he said, "Then it's a lie." And I don't want to participate. Oh wow! And I went, oh, okay. <laughs> well, and so that's like one of the things that's driving me crazy right now with the uh, the new Star Trek stuff, because 
they're they're doing it again. Mm-hmm. There's lots of L, uh, you know, lots of queer politics. A lot of representation all over the place. Yeah, yeah. but it's now it's it's you know, queer folk, trans mm-hmm. folk, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and people are pissy about it. A certain and, segment of people. And I. And it's like, have you not exactly first yeah. the first interracial kiss right was on Star Trek. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So it's just it's just a fascinating discussion to listen to. So those three episodes I would recommend, especially though the Reza Aslan one, and the most recent episode. Anyway, let's uh, get to games, huh? Oh, I was going to tell you, Carrie. There's another uh, Star Trek uh, uh, podcast that I'm going to start checking out. Uh, it's hosted by a guy that only identifies as angry Asian man. <laughs> oh yes, I follow him on Twitter. Yes. Yeah, he's got that podcast. It's called Every Asian Character on Star Trek, <laughs> and he's on a mission. Like even yeah, if they were I just in the background, he's he's going to interview them all. I saw that. And, uh, but anyways. also, I was going to tell you tonight, this week, new Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh yes. Hosted by Chris Rock, uh, Megan the Stallion is going to be mm-hmm. the music guest. And uh, Jim Carrey is the new Joe Biden. Yes. Looking and Maya forward. Rudolph coming back to oh, as, as, Kamala. As Kamala yeah. Harris, yeah. And, and you guys, they have so much to work with. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, you know. Like, you I, know I just, they I, scrapped everything Friday night. Like, they were like, it's like almost. Oh, shit. There's almost too much material. rights. It's going to be a four hour episode. It's all going to be political. Also, regular SNL. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, four uh, hours is just usually the monologue, right? Anyway, the uh, uh, the the podcast I was talking about is called the Pod Directive. All right, uh, game news. Let's. Uh, I'm sad to say, and I know this is going to break a lot of your hearts. Um, the original social game, Farmville, Farm- is ending. <laughs> I'm. Oh, I was going to say, are you talking about Farmville? You. Were. I know. You won't be getting those notifications from your annoying friends to help them out on Farmville. I I'm muted sorry. those years ago. Oh wait, I'm, <laughs> I'm just oh I'm just getting this back. Oh, apparently Farmville two and three still exist. I'm sorry, oh, I thought I had good news. All right, games, Tony. Yeah, uh, coming out this week. Uh, if you signed up for the Baldur's Gate three early access on Please? PC. <laughs> It's, it's coming out this week. Baldur's Gate 3 Early Access. Um, oh, uh, It's also coming out on Stadia, but I don't think anyone uses that, so I didn't mention it. <laughs> uh, take that, Google. Uh, let's see. We also got a game coming out. I'm not sure what this is called. Ride 4. I assume it's uh, probably car racing. Is it, uh, is it the number 4 or yeah, F-O-R? The, yeah, the number 4. So there's okay. been three of them before this. Uh, you also have uh, something on the PC and the Switch called I Am Dead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> something else called I Can Fall. Except what? it's I can fall dead. <laughs> but it's, uh, maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong. It's, it's, it's spelled I K E N F E L L in one I word. Can, I, can so I, I Can Fell. I Can Fell. I Can Fell. It's uh, you played me on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> I Can Fell. Uh, and then, uh, if you're into uh, ye old footballs uh, of the of the actual foot and ball variety, soccer FIFA 21 comes out uh, on the ninth. So go inside, play FIFA, watch an outro. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that is that is it for games. That is it for games. All right. Uh, and Mr. I still B- can't and I still can't buy a 30 series graphics card because Nvidia and all the online retailers hate me. Aww. So do you want to watch a video of my friend Steven installing his today? No, that'll just make me sad. <laughs> oh, it's making him sad too because he's having trouble. Oh. oh. He doesn't well, deserve that card. Have him send it to does. me. He does. He knows this stuff. <laughs> I mean, he does. He's way better than you, Tony. <laughs> uh, you know, it wouldn't be the first time. All right, Mr. B, if you would, please. All right. Uh, eat more Sam ham. Come back here, you old fucker. Come here. Happy? <laughs> <laughs>